have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the blooming Glenn Stansberry. Oh, blooming, you say? What, uh, what inspired you to give me that? Um, you know, it's, there's a, it's, it's spring out, Glenn. Oh, is it? Yeah, it feels... Feels just it's like it. it's very warm out. <laughs> spring is sprung, obviously, because last uh, last podcast I I went on record, mm. uh, and like a famous groundhog, I mm-hmm. predicted in early spring, mm-hmm. and uh, here we are in the middle of a sweltering early spring. Yeah, it's, it's quite a something out there. It's, it's really burning up the dials. Wow. Uh, no, just kidding, because it's actually still really cold here. It's, um, it's cold. It's very cold still. Um, I'm getting really tired of this. You and and everyone else, I believe. I think everyone has gone on record and said they're tired of this uh, extra winter that we've gotten. Thanks, Punks is Honey Phil. Yeah, we've gotten two winters this year. <sighs> um, but anyway, Glenn. So that's I, I guess it's just wishful thinking that mm-hmm. I that I gave you that uh, that adjective. Whistling past the graveyard there. I really am. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if I say it enough, it'll come true. You're using me to do that, actually. It's yeah. Kind of a... Well, that's how everything works around here. <laughs> um, and speaking of how everything works, Glenn, uh, we are co-founders <laughs> of a site called Gentleman.com. Gentleman.com is a great little site for you to go over and visit anytime you want. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. It's available for you. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's four in the morning. Mm-hmm. You woke up from a nightmare. You just can't sleep. You can't get back to bed. You know, you're like, how am I going to, how am I going to rest? How am I going to relax a little bit? Mm. Um, all I have to do is pop open a web browser and check out gentleman.com. You can even do it from a mobile device. That's right. You don't have to get out of your bed. That's right. Just reach over to the nice Anywhere stand. in the world. 24 hours a day. <laughs> right. Always available. Right. We keep the lights on. It's an amazing service and mm-hmm. it's all free. Mm-hmm. You believe that? Nothing's I, free these days. Right. Gentleman.com is. Right. We. <laughs> keep the price low. <laughs> we. And customers the, first price low income lower <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> um anyway Glenn. Mm. let's be serious here <laughs> yes let's be serious about stop on by gentleman.com and once you do uh you can also stop on by podcast.gentleman.com where i'll link to the things we're going to talk about in this episode and uh you can check out some previous episodes of the gentleman podcast you can check out some previous beers that the mts computer our official beer rating computer that we built by our with our own bare hands mm. uh you can check out some previous beers we've rated etc there and listen to 153 previous episodes of the gentleman podcast hopefully one after the other it's all a trilogy mm-hmm. in 50 parts that's right <laughs> so you, the first trilogy is 50 episodes the second trilogy and yeah. we're kind of into the errata we're on the 51st trilogy and <laughs> we're doing all the corrections now yeah. to the previous 150 in episode seven yeah we said that I, this was not true i um yeah so anyway remember uh, in episode 85 where we were touting the benefits of bitcoin yeah remember that one that didn't work out nope. too well nope the blockchain. And the when we were doing the advertising for New Coke, <laughs> right? <laughs> that was uh, yeah, ill advised. Yeah. Speaking of, of which, Coke, if you would like to advertise, yeah, um, we are listening. 
Even Old new Coke. Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any Classic Coke. Coke is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, just let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Glenn, once everybody out there has listened to all the previous episodes of the Journal Podcast, that's great. Great to hear. Yeah. Uh, and we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. If you uh, have a question for the gentleman mailbag or uh, any type of concern, comment, just let us know. And you can do so at the gentleman mailbag at P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. We'll get your letter. We'll talk about it on the hall. Sla- or we'll talk about it on the gentleman podcast. Yes. We'll put it up on the hall slash wall of fame, which we know is the hall of fame. Mm. Uh, it's hard to pronounce that. Yeah, it's. I believe it's it just rolls um, off the guttural Czechoslovakian <laughs> yeah. uh, originally. Got to dig deep for. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we'll 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 uh, and, and then we'll send you something in return, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so you can look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, failing that, if you don't want to send a letter to PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four, you can send us an email mm-hmm. howdy at that's about it, probably. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the end of the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. See you next week. Um, anyway, Glenn, uh, let's get on the media episode, which is the drink of the week this week, Glenn. And uh, this week, I, uh, you know, being that I have some wishful thinking for springtime, I th- I'm going to continue that theme. And uh, I picked up this uh, sweet little beer from just down the road at uh, KC Beer Company. Mm. This is their spring seasonal. It is a Maybach. And uh, KC Beer Company is probably, it's in rarefied air on the Gentleman Podcast. And the reason why I say that is because I was digging around to make sure, so you know, sometimes I make a mistake, I'm a human, unlike the MTS computer, which is a machine. Uh, and I accidentally grab a beer that we've already talked about before. The MTS computer's already rated. Yeah. It's always dicey business. When you have 153 previous other drinks that we've rated, you don't want to go to the store. And... Right. Actually, now that I see that, it's kind of amazing <laughs> that we've rated 150 other drinks. All right. And we're still going to the store and finding different ones. It is. To pick up. It's, pretty, it's quite there, incredible. There have been a couple times where I've accidentally picked up something we've done before. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've had to... We have, this, around and we have this convoluted system that involves spreadsheets <laughs> and uh, macros. This week's beer, <laughs> we're, bottled water. Yeah, where we have to <laughs> we have to uh, figure out whether we've uh, rated it before. Right. Um, so anyway, but yeah, something. So it's it's pretty amazing that we were actually able to find new stuff. But uh, this is one of those. And the reason why I was going to say that KC Beer Company is in rarefied air is because I realized that we actually they only have probably four or five normal beers. I want to say that are available all the time. Yep. They have a, a few seasonals, but we've actually rated, I think, four other KC Beer Company beers. So we really have done a lot of their stuff yeah. before. So I figured, why not do their spring seasonal? It's a Maybach. Um, and uh, this is just called the Maybach. The Maybach. <laughs> uh, this is the KC Beer Company Maybach. And uh, let me tell you a couple things about this, Glenn. It was... $9.99. Mm. So a little bit pricier little than normal. A little pricier. Uh, alcohol by volume 6.25%. The IBUs are 18 and the color is amber. Mm. Um, and uh, it's got pearl. Pearly hops. Pearl? Pearly hops. Pearl hops. Pearl hops. Pearl hops. Pearl hops in it. So. I like pearl hops. I, I'm a big fan. I Ever since... Uh, that uh, episode 31 that had that really prevalent beer right right the perla hops in it i've right. been really uh, really into it big time right yeah this is uh, uh 
An amber box lager, Brian. Mm. Double decocted. Whatever that means. <laughs> well, this is a <laughs> family show. Let's keep it, keep it, keep it clean here. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it's one bottle, two. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway. Uh, okay. Well, let's, uh, Glenn, let's go ahead and pop these <clears> open <throat> and uh, test them out. And then we can run it by our patent pending yeah, mustache twist scale computer and find out what a what these beers will be rated at. For you? Thank you. Mm-hmm. the hardest time with this opener i need to just yeah <laughs> it's like you know i've got an mts computer what i need now is an <laughs> mts opener right Ooh, that smells good refreshing cheers mm. Mm. oh yeah that's pretty good. oh yeah that's pretty good oh I like that oh like uh, spring in a bottle yeah, it kind of is. Ooh. Yeah, it's good. Uh, okay, Glenn, so if you had mm. to, uh, you know, we're going to rely on the uh, always available, always intelligent MTS computer to give us a real rating for this beer, but if you had to just arbitrarily say something as a rating, what would you uh, what would you put this one at? My goodness. I really like this. This is, I like this. This is one of my favorite KC Beer Company ones that they've done. This is... It's pretty good. Uh, this is really good. Um... Not too heavy, not too light, sweet. Yeah. Oh, just an easy drinking, but still like interesting and flavorful beer. Mm-hmm. Really, it's like a full palate. A lot of stuff going on in your mouth, Brian. I, yeah. I uh, now we're gonna have to ding it a little bit because of the price. Price is a little bit. Is the price warranted? Yeah. Probably. But yeah. but that's not how we do things, right? Mm. Part part of the scale is right. is price. So. Right. Um, I think in light of that, I can't quite go into the nines, yeah. but I'm going to go 8.8. 8. You can go 8.8. 8. I was going to go 8.7. Yeah. Uh, I have to, you know, I would have gone higher, KC Beer Company, but mm. this, well, this whole price thing. Oh my goodness. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's a factor. It is a it factor. It's one of the factors. Hey, our listeners are cost conscious just like we are. That's right. It's, uh, Yeah. Just a fact of life. It is. We we can't gloss over, you know, something Important that aspects. Yeah, of. yeah. It's it's critical. Well, we could go on about this, we but can, I won't. <laughs> but we won't. No, we won't. We should. We won't do that. Um, Glenn, I'm going to ta- type some facts in the MTS computer, which is a world famous, world class uh, mm. computing platform that we built specifically. To give us empirical, infallible, unbelievably accurate, mm-hmm. scientifically based algorithm, Bitcoin, blockchain um, scores for yes. beers. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of science that go into this uh, computer. It goes to the ringer. But, uh, you know, thankfully it's one of those things that we can look back on and say, you know, it was really worthwhile. Mm-hmm. You know, all those days of mm-hmm. crafting every part of that uh, computer system has been worth it because we've actually given back to the world empirical and fallible ratings for beers. And this is no different. I'm going to type these facts into the MTS computer, and then we're going to know exactly what the empirical score for the Casey Beer Company MyBach is. So we said that the price was $9.99. And the alcohol by volume was 6.25. 
the bitterness units, the IBUs, uh, 18. Mm -hmm. Colors amber, and the hops are pearly. <laughs> pearly. They make all the difference. I believe it's pearly. Um, okay, well, that's all the that's all the facts the MTS computer needs. Uh, just gotta wait a couple seconds, and then we're gonna grab the print off, and then we're gonna tell you what the empirical infallible score for this beer. Goodness, looking forward to it's it. It's a really good beer. Yeah, it is. Okay, I, I I can sense that it's getting close. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna go grab this print off. Okay. But uh, why don't you tell them about what the beer snobs had to say about this beer? Oh, first. I just looked it up, Brian, and it's yep. not gonna it's not gonna make you happy. Um, the beer snobs. Of course, we always uh, kind of add the human component of, uh, of of rating another beer. Yeah. I mean, of rating. <laughs> yes. Of using another source. And we go to beersnob.com and look at their ratings. And the MyBach from Kansas City Beer Company has been given an 8.1. Whoa. That's pretty low. What did they do to you? Must not have been beer expensive snob. enough. Right. Yeah. You know they, what I mean? Th and that's how they work, right? If exactly. it was like $15 a, yeah. a six-pack... They've got their monocles and their little <laughs> cigarette holders. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes, perhaps. <laughs> White gloves. Uh, exactly. Anyway, Glenn. Oh, well, uh, for the real em empirical mm. infallible rating, uh, you can go to podcast.genoma.com, but I'm going to read it to you right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just have to find it in this report, and then we, I can tell you straight away that it, the MTS computer... City jazz. Yeah, jazz barbecue. There's a barbecue. couple pages of barbecue there. I saw burnings. Linger over that for a second. Yeah, I can. Wow, uh, I can smell it. I know. Scratch and sniff. <laughs> Just waft it. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to that later. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. But the MTS computer says that uh, this is an 8.75. Ah, uh, and a well-deserved on one. Yeah, it's well, a fantastic. It's very well beer. done. Okay, Glenn. 8.1. We'll, 8.1 is ridiculous. It's insane. Uh, anyway, Glenn. All right, well, let's get on to some interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so. Uh, okay, Glenn, well, this, um... <laughs> the lead image the, for uh... this is just too good. I, I can't... Every time I, I've, I've seen this page on Gentleman ten times now, and every time I look at it, 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 it cracks me up. This is one of those things you can't unsee. No. And uh, very memorable, I guess I would say. Yeah. And, uh, this is posted by our good buddies, a moose. Yeah. Posted this, uh, along with a, a lot of other great content, which he's posted over the years. This really jumps out at me. Yeah. It really, and this is called robotic, butt helps gripping. medical students learn professional intimacy. And, mm -hmm. uh, this is another technology story, just like the MTS computer that I was just talking about. Whoa, whoa. Hey, what? Where, what? <laughs> where technology is really performing a really valuable service. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, this, this is a story about some medical students, uh, sorry, a group of scientists at the University of Florida and Drexel <laughs> University and the University of Wisconsin. They jointly developed this new technology, and this is supposed to help medical students learn to hone mm -hmm. their skills at uncomfortable situations, you know, uh, situations like prostate, pro prostate exams mm -hmm. breast exams mm -hmm. you know things that can be uncomfortable for patients as right. well as doctors sometimes sometimes you don't think about the fact that maybe the doctors are a little uncomfortable too in these different situations right but they created this robot uh in fact it's a robotic butt and, right and it's named patrick and patrick is a relatively anatomically correct 
thing that sits in front of a computer monitor, and then the computer monitor has um, a anima- animated patient, basically, that kind of interacts with you, maybe has some reservations about the, the test right. he's about to undergo. As well he should. <laughs> As well he should. And and the doctor's practice, you know, discussing yeah. with him yeah. the, you know, why he needs the test and all this stuff. And then they actually practice giving the test, and it's supposed to simulate the... Uh, the actual act of right. of giving a prostate exam. Yeah, uh, Patrick provides instantaneous feedback mm. to students who well, are. That's good to get used to. Yeah, move. Because there's going to be some yes uh, instantaneous right. feedback in a lot of ways. Um, Man with the rubber glove was surprisingly gentle. Yeah. So, um, but this is good. You know that mm. uh, right now, I guess, and I didn't know this, Glenn, but that apparently uh, when they're training doctors for these types of scenarios, they actually hire actors to come in and get repeatedly get these exams. <laughs> you know, they say becoming an actor is hard work. <laughs> you know, you just can't make it in this town yeah. unless you uh, really do your, well, pay your dues. You're gonna, you know, that's wow. Really, actors? That's what they say. They have they have teams of actors that go out and do these wouldn't, things. Wouldn't it be, if I may here, if I interject, wouldn't it be a little bit more, um, I don't know, uh, uh, less, gosh, I don't even know how to describe but Shouldn't they be using like, you know, if you want to learn, if you want a cheap haircut, you go to a hair school, right? Yeah. I guess nobody wants a cheap prostate exam. <laughs> <laughs> I guess... I guess, I mean, well, the bad, <laughs> well, the good news is you don't have cancer. I think, yeah, <laughs> the bad news, I lost yeah. my keys. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you, you can really go to, go to the training hospital for, right, that's true. Things, so. Yeah, but I mean, an actor is going to, well, I guess maybe the role it. of a lifetime, you know, what? I don't. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, sure. <laughs> not gonna try to. I'm not gonna try to mm. figure that part of it out. But the good news is, Glenn, that, that mm. now they're not saying that this robot's gonna take over for this, mm. but that it's supposed to, you know, assist with the process of these doctors. It's already being used at, at uh, I believe, the University of Florida and Drexel. They're already putting this in practice and using it. So, the Patrick, um, the car, the, the character here, kind of looks like mm. somebody from King of the Hill. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. I actually think it'd be well. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Um, I say, Glenn, but I, what I would say about this story is I think more practice is better for doctors. So, yeah, I, I, look, I'm in this. full support of yeah. Patrick, uh, you know, helping people learn how to, yeah, you know, give prostate exams before they give one to me. And they can, I, th- I assume they can recreate common, you know, problems. So, oh, well, there's so it's good training, you know, yeah, I, I, I. <laughs> I mean, it's a fully animatronic uh, situation. It's like a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it's <laughs> like Billy Bob from Chuck E. Cheese, except the Ooh. kimono's been lifted up. Um, wow. Yeah, literally. So anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, I, I applaud this uh, this use of technology, and uh, sorry. I, I'm, I'm now I'm I just can't get a mental image out of my head of the Chuck E. Cheese character getting a prostate exam. Well, uh, that's what you come to the the uh, gentleman podcast. To. Yeah, this might be the worst open yeah. we've ever. Uh, or the, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think there's probably been worse. But anyway, Glenn, uh, thanks, uh, thanks, uh, Zamoose, for posting that. I think, and uh, for helping us see something that we mm. never would have seen. Before. Yeah, gotta put that on my work computer. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. All right, Brian. Next up, uh, we have a public service announcement. 
that the CDC has given us um, by way of the um, a website. Man, this is really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like breaking news. Yeah. This just in. If you go to the swimming pool and your eyes hurt, let me tell you. It's chlorine, right? Yeah, Brian. Well, actually, no. Oh. Well, kind of. Let me tell you a little bit more about this. If you go to the pool and your eyes start to burn, you oh, know, yeah. you're in the get water, you get the, the red eyes. Yep. That terrible chlorine smell. Right. Or the smell, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, the smells. Yeah. Or, or you know, it kind of makes you cough a little bit. Just feels, right. the chlorine just feels really strong. Runny nose. and Right. Yeah, runny nose. Yeah. Uh, maybe <clears throat> the rotavirus. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. I tell you what, it's not the chlorine. It's bodily waste. <laughs> That's right, folks. If you go to the pool and your eyes hurt, it's because bodily waste is interacting with the chlorine. Mm. So technically, it is a little bit the chlorine. So is it, it's a byproduct of the waste yes. and the chlorine together. Yes. Yep. And that's what the... Yep. Okay, that's yep. interesting. Right. Yeah. So if you... Yeah, it's not... Yeah. It, it takes... The chlorine is the... The chlorine has to be present in order for the reaction to take place. Mm. So, uh, you know, like peanut butter and jelly, chlorine and... And whiz will make your eyes burn when you. When, when. So anyway, yeah, um, this is an interesting uh, eye-opening article by uh, the CBC Canadian. I don't know what, and um, they they cite the CDC report that came out. The CBC cites the CDC. Yes, there's okay. lots of C's and B's <laughs> and D's. Um, that basically, there's a fact sheet, right? And the CDC says it's not what you think. Um, what you smell are actually chemicals that form when chlorine mixes with pee, poop, sweat, and dirt from swimmers' bodies. And the article goes on. All right, it talks about when this happens, your nose runs, your eyes burn, um, you, you can cough. And the article goes on. It, it gets worse, Brian. Um, can so they, it possibly get no, worse? No, it can. And they, 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 t- they talk about the one of the biggest horrors, the, the worst problems that we're having now as a society a swimming pool society a swimming pool society this is horrible this is horrible is people going to the pool and swimming when they have diarrhea oh no what? yep yep even 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 tra- even trace amounts brian um so when you when you have uh when you have a baby ruth in the pool right um <clears throat> there is uh let me find it here uh the People who swim while they have diarrhea and unleash even tiny amounts of germs, like cryptosporidium or crypto for short, the notovirus and E. coli. Isn't that a Bitcoin alternative? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. roto. All right. Yeah. Roto that's, coin. That's um, up. It's up ten percent today. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Cash out. So the CDC says diarrhea and swimming don't mix! Exclamation point. Uh, and if you've been sick with diarrhea for the past two weeks, please don't go to the pool. Please, dear God, don't go to the pool. Wow. So you have it, Brian. We learned a lot of things. Uh, basically, that when you go to a pool and it smells, or a hot tub, and it smells like a lot of chlorine, it's not the chlorine. It's the pee and the Let chlorine. Let me ask you this. What yep. does chlorine really smell like, then? I Does it smell like roses or something like that? I mean, that? I think it smells a little like chlorine, but I think the reaction you get... I'm having a reaction to this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and unfortunately, I posted this to the website, Brian, so I feel partially responsible. Well, I can tell you that this is this is something that's... Not, I mean, 
I, I'm not going to be able to look at swimming pools the same way ever again. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I was just, before the, before we started recording, I was telling you about a local pool, an indoor aquatic center, that I go there, and you get, my wife gets headaches when she goes there because of the smell and the chlorine. And it, it, it's like a little wade pool with little kids, right? What are little kids going to do? Pee. You know, I mean, everybody, oh. everybody, everybody. Man. Yeah. So, I... I can't. I have so many memories of going to like the pool all the time when I was in, oh, a I little know. kid and just oh, coming yeah. home and my eyes like oh, yeah. blurry. Yeah, and, totally. Like, bloodshot. I, I'm just. I'm gonna stick to the ocean. <laughs> right. You know. Right. Uh, being in Kansas, that makes it harder. Yeah, it does. I have to take a flight to one of the coasts, and then I have to drive for a long time, and then I have to walk for a ways, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I have to uh, stop at the towel store, and then yep, yep, I make yep. it to the beach. Right. Yeah. So a small price to pay right. to get around water. For not swimming and pee. That's right. Uh, or worse. So yeah. we live in outrage culture, Brian. Everybody's outraged by everything. Yep. Yeah. I kind of got the brunt of this outrage culture um, from this tack. Oh, yeah. Uh, the comment section kind of blew up. People were upset with me, called me names, posted videos. Uh, here's a quote. This article's a hate crime. I hate you for posting it. Um, one person said, I believe that is false. So, yeah. So. Well, we can't be spreading uh, false information, so. We don't make the news, Brian. As far as I can tell, the CBC is as legit as they come. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the CBC. CBC quoting the CDC. <laughs> You're right. Right. Straight CDC from- one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is... Uh, CBC priest. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We're just going to take them on their word about that. Man. Um, well, well, anyway. Well, I'm sure we'll follow up because we always do. Right. Right? You know, we, hey. whenever we whenever we get something called into question... That's right. And as we discussed earlier... Right. We will right. fix it in a in a further episode. Of, it'll probably... Episode number 212 mm-hmm. or something like that, we'll be mm-hmm. able to redact, you know, um, parts of this podcast. Well, spring's just around the corner, like you said. Or maybe it's yeah. already here. Mm-hmm. And... We're going to be diving into pools soon, Brian. Yeah. Uh, well, check the errata back in uh, episode number 212. <laughs> right. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll get this all squared away for mm. you. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, the uh, final thing we're going to talk about tonight, at least tack-wise. Right, right. We have a few whoa, other things to whoa, talk whoa, about. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the final thing. We're just getting warmed up here. Yeah, this is not... Okay, so th- this is not the final thing, but this is the final link that was posted to mm-hmm. gentleman.com that we we're going to talk about and this is something that i actually posted to the site and uh this caught me uh, caught my eye because there's so many bad stories about uh flight problems and angry customers yeah. and all these bad things that airlines are doing i found a example of a situation where an airline did something pretty cool and it wasn't an airline i'm sorry it was a pilot for right. an airline so an air canada flight was headed to Halifax, Nova Scotia on a Monday night from Toronto. Okay? Got to get the facts straight. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because <laughs> this really matters the story. But the point is, <laughs> they were headed somewhere and they got stuck on... They, they, they had some problems and they were forced to divert weather. the plane. Yeah, weather-related. And they were stuck at this other airport for several hours. And the pilot quick thinking person mm-hmm. um 
decided he'd order 23 pizzas mm-hmm. for the passengers that were stuck on the plane and couldn't eat or, you know, uh, get off the aircraft for mm-hmm. several hours. So sure enough, he called up a local pizza place, ordered 23 pizzas, and they said they could have them there in an hour. And uh, they came through. They delivered them to the aircraft door out on the runway. And everybody had pizza. There's pictures on social media of people eating pizza on mm-hmm. this plane. And uh, this this pilot uh, did things the right way because they chose cheese and pepperoni for their uh, pizza choice. Which, right. Well done. No, no gluten-free option? <laughs> Somebody said that, I'm sure. Come on. The plane. They were um, on the plane for eight hours, Brian. Yeah, it's a long time. I would be eating the pizza box at that point. Yeah. Hey, which is gluten-free. It's a good way to um, calm the nerves of everybody on board. Oh. You can't be... I My comment on this was pizza fixes everything, right? That is a general statement you can apply to There's any... There's a universal truth in the world. Yes. And that is that pizza fixes everything. I'm sure people were angry, upset, and then as soon as you say, have a pizza. Right. All's forgiven. Right. You know? Right. Just about any scenario. You get away with all kinds of stuff. You get pizza <laughs> in your back pocket. Well... It's kind of a gross pizza, but uh, well, I mean, fold up and yeah, I yeah, I, I well done. I mean, the pilot didn't have to do this either. He could be no. well, I'm stuck here. You know, yeah. it's not. I didn't could have ordered this. himself a pizza, right? And been like, I'm gonna uh, keep this in the cockpit. Extra anchovies, yeah. Uh, just bring it to the front of the plane. <laughs> yeah. Front of the plane. Yeah. <clears throat> Wouldn't want a mutiny on the on the bounty. Do, 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 <laughs> Do you think he ordered it in like the pilot voice? Like, hi there, uh, we're uh, <laughs> stuck on a. Yeah, you know, that is a good uh, question. I don't know how he convinced uh, a local pizza place. Twenty-three pizzas, uh, right? To the yeah. airplane. My other question about this was: Did they have to pass the pizzas through security? To get them right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Like going out of the tarmac is a serious. It's thing. You can't just yeah, go. You out. can't just go out there. He probably had to yeah. call the tower and be like, right. "Look, we got a situation Hold here." Hold on. Got a diehard. Clear the runway. <laughs> yeah. Clear the runway. Yeah, he's flagging it down. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, Glenn, all's well that ends well. The, pe- the pizza was enjoyed by all on the plane, oh, and man. they fi- they did make it to their destination, although it took them a little bit longer. Everybody arrived safely and well fed. Mm. So, well done. Well done. All right, Glenn. Well, that means it's time to talk about the toast this week. Yeah. And uh, this week, actually, you know, Zamus comes through again for mm. us and uh, posted an article to something that happened right under our noses. Yes. In Lawrence, Kansas. In Lawrence, Kansas, where me and Glenn are sitting right now. Yes. And uh, we both are proud uh, Lawrence, Kansas residents. Uh, a little news article came out, and it's called This, this Stubborn. They're Stubborn. And then there's Kansas Great Parking Lot Stand-Up of 2019. And basically, this story is about two people that one person was trying to leave a parking lot, mm-hmm. and another person was trying to enter a parking lot. But there was only room for one car width, you know? So somebody had to back up so that the other person could come in, or right. there's a back so the other person could leave. Well, the police were called here right. in Lawrence. Yep. It's a big deal here. To... A private parking lot that was not owned by the city, so it was private property, mm-hmm. and there was a standoff, and I believe somebody reported it as a possible uh, 
what's the uh, term? altercation yeah, or, uh, uh, possible road rage road rage situation yeah, 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 yeah. and um things escalated they the, so the police department showed up and i'm getting the i said toast yes. and and i'm getting the re, the person we're going to toast here but the people we're going to toast here but right the uh the lawrence police department not only showed up on the scene to try to defuse the situation but they also pretty much live tweeted what was going on <laughs> but real quick brian the lawrence police department has been fantastic they've had situations like this over yeah the i don't know who's running their social media account <laughs> i don't know either a kardashian maybe or something <laughs> I don't know, but according to the story, they got 19,000 likes out of this story. So yeah. somebody's doing something right. But the point is, they sh- the police showed up on the scene. They talked to both drivers. Both drivers weren't budging. And in fact, they were quite upset and not very fun to talk with for the police. Right. Um, and so finally, at the end of the whole thing, the uh, the police told them, basically, you're on private property. There's nothing we can do. So, good luck, we're out. Right. You've wasted enough of our time. Yeah, I mean, they wasted tons of their time just because somebody wouldn't just back up. But the point is, I wanted to toast the Lawrence Police Department because not only did they try to show up and help, even though they didn't have to, they could have just said, oh, it's on private property, there's nothing we can do. They tried to show show up and help, and they also made it kind of entertaining and a, a funny story for everybody involved, so... Except for the two people that were stuck in the Right. They, <clears throat> because, obviously, the police department can't give actual names. One of the, the, the funnier parts of the bit is that they assign names to the two characters. So, like, we'll call this person Chad. We'll call this person Karen. <laughs> right. And then they 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 out, outline what happens between Chad and Karen as they're... Neither of them are moving, basically, but... <sighs> People um, are so crazy these days. I'm trying to think what parking lot is so small that two cars can't get through. Like this must be a tiny, you know. Lawrence is not a big town. No, it's not. I'm. I'm I mean, like a I bet apartment we, complex. I bet if or, we thought long enough about it, we'd come up with it. That we could figure it out. Yeah, it's. But it's really cool that the police department uses Twitter like that. You know, and the great thing about that is that it's it's supposed to be a joke and it's funny, but it also kind of. Uh, the thing about it is that it humanizes the police force a little bit because there's always this thing about yes uh, whether you can trust the police or not. And by making light of situations like this on Twitter, uh, I, th- I think it's actually a pretty good use because it makes people more disarmed by, not as intimidated by dealing with the Lawrence Police Department, maybe. I'd like to think so anyway. I love this tweet from the Lawrence Police Department. So Chad says, I got nowhere to go. I could stay here all night. But why, Chad? Why don't you just move? Apparently, because this is a principal issue and because 2019. <laughs> so there you go. Fair point. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Lawrence Police Department has... Uh, they've done this a few other times. They've, yeah, uh, they've received done, national attention. Yeah, for, they've done different things. So. Uh, so, yeah. And I will say, typical of uh, Missouri-led St. Louis... St. Louis dispatch to oh. point fingers at uh, their Kansas brethren. Yeah, this yeah this was written up by the right. St. Louis dispatch, right. and which is well known for right. their fake news coverage. Yep, and being a form of a slave state. That's right. Yep. So uh, just saying, mm. take that in consideration as you yeah, uh, exactly read the article. But anyway, to the uh, to the LPD. LPD. Cheers, cheers, cheers uh, to you, my friends. <laughs> good well men done. and women in the service. Yeah. Please don't pull me over later. Yeah. 
Okay, Glenn. <sighs> that means it's time for the... Hot button! Stop! Sorry about that. <laughs> frog in my throat there. Man, I just gripped it and ripped it. <laughs> yeah, the, I didn't. Uh, topic. I hope, I hope I didn't get too close to the mic there. <laughs> uh, I can hear that through your headphone. Yeah, I just about blew my ears <laughs> out. We both turned into Sammy Hagar there all of a sudden. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, Glenn, um, this, uh, the topic this week, mm. I, I just happened to be scrolling through some headlines mm. and uh, came upon this, this article that really intrigued me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was on USA Today, and, it's, and the headline is, uh, Kylie Jenner question mark self-made billionaire question mark <laughs> Twitter's a flutter about makeup mogul's new status and mm. so the backstory on this is apparently mm. Kylie Jenner which we were talking about earlier I'm not very familiar with I, I don't really uh, hang out on Instagram very much no um, and so therefore I don't I, I don't know a lot of the uh, current celebrities basically because all these days, um, sites like Gentleman, sites like Twitter, make right. these celebrities. Right. Sites like Instagram make these celebrities. This, just these platforms. Overnight, yeah, yeah. You know, overnight you're a celebrity. You know, like Zamoose. Like Zim- yeah, Zamoose. Razorback. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody's like, yeah. I don't know. Everybody's got their brands and their influencers and all that stuff. But anyway, this is one of those stories. And apparently, Kylie Jenner is uh, a billionaire based on her cosmetics line that she recently recently came out with and she's 21 years old yep and forbes named her the youngest self-made billionaire because mark zuckerberg was actually a billionaire at 23 kylie jenner's 21 so that makes her the youngest self-made billionaire ever wow uh according to forbes Mm -hmm. and uh so this this is interesting just in the fact that well there's several things going on here number Mm -hmm. one the Forbes calls her a self-made billionaire, which mm-hmm. it seems arguable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gist of the story is that her cosmetics company apparently has seven employees, and they are estimated to be worth nine hundred million dollars or more or something. And then I think with something else, it's like a billion dollars okay. or whatever. And um, if you read a quote from her about it, it's kind of like, whoa, this is a great honor. I had no idea, you know, what, that's neat. What a great pat on the back or something like that. Like, she has no idea or doesn't even care, it seems like. Right. Um, it's all calculated, Brian. But then but then a lot of people are upset because of the self-made label. Mm-hmm. Like, is she really a self-made mm-hmm. billionaire? Is she really a billionaire? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, she has 128 million uh, Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, uh, you just need that's what you need. Okay. Uh, and and then you can be a billionaire too. Seems easy enough. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Glenn. Mm-hmm. This is the hot button topic. Are you for this? Or are you against this? Well, Brian, obviously I'm for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I thought you might. You know be. me. Yeah. I thought you might yeah. be. Yeah. So let me let me. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm for this. Right. Um, well, for starters, anybody who can get 128 million followers on Instagram is doing something right. And she well, probably that's has 15, true. 20 followers on Gentlemen. So, yeah. Uh, that's There's something there. For every Gentleman follower, though. Right. <laughs> It's like dog years. Right. That's it's like packs of dogs. That's like 700 <laughs> regular followers. Thousand. 700. That's like 100,000 regular followers. Yeah. Uh, now, here's the thing, Brian. I have two daughters. Yeah. Okay. What better example of somebody they can look up to than Kylie Jenner, who is, um, you know, created this, this makeup uh empire From scratch. all on her own right without any help treading on anybody's name or mm. who she was born to i right. mean my from the ground up look my kids mm. do have the advantage of being related me, to you right 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 as yeah. as their parent right? that's true i mean they won the lottery right they won the genetic lottery right. um that's true so they already have a leg up right yeah. right so they got that going for them right but uh yeah i mean if if Forbes says she's worth a uh, billion dollars, must be true. It, it must be true. And look, I saw today that Mark Zuckerberg is only worth he he lost a couple bills this past year. A couple. Uh, Facebook's not doing so great. Facebook uh, quabbles. Yeah. Quabbles. That's not a word. Well, it is quabbles. It is quabbles. Now. I'm calling it. Hmm. And uh, so so my point, Brian. Who are we to judge how a someone's worth is? measured and i think kylie is a good example of how my daughters should make i don't i don't think you want to say those words glenn i do she is she is yes let me just stop you i'm for this i'm I'm not done i'm not just stop you there okay Fine. Is Kylie Kylie Jenner a billionaire? Is Mark Zuckerberg a billionaire? Hmm. Uh, I think Mark is actually. He should be. His public stock. Yeah, his public stock's worth that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Kylie Jenner. I I don't know. I I want to see the books. Right. I want to see where this on paper because it sounds like from what I can tell. This is Forbes saying her valuation of her company is that. Yep. Which I don't exactly know how companies get valuated. I think it's typically like investing. If if people invest right a million dollars for ten percent of your company, exactly, then then you're you're 10 worth million. ten million dollars. Yes. You know. Yep. So um, I don't know if that's what's going on in this case. It certainly doesn't seem that way. In fact, it seems like from what I could read about it, she had no idea she even had a makeup company. <laughs> Like I, I don't. <laughs> she seemed as surprised as everybody else. You know, they asked her about it, and she was like, "What?" <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh yeah, that's it. Um, cool." Um, you know, <laughs> this. But I for, actually, I do agree with you, Glenn. I think this is great. And this is great because oh boy, it's it's the logical conclusion of this whole influencer thing. Yeah, I mean, this is basically like a Saturday Night Live skit about influencers and what what it means. And the worst part about this is that Forbes is doing this. They're they're doing this on purpose. This isn't just like a 
uh, you know, this makes calculate. I mean, we we done these calculations. This is all right. blah blah blah. It's, Forbes knows when they do this, they're going to be in all the headlines everywhere. They're basically exactly. hitching their ride onto Kylie Jenner, which is weird. It's like Forbes taking advantage of Kylie Jenner, uh, which is kind of crazy. But uh, the point is that Forbes is doing this to get notoriety so that they can continue to um, get eyeballs and stuff like that. It's we, we live in such a weird time where... Somebody can amass 128 million followers on one platform. Mm-hmm. I'm sure on the other platforms she's got millions as well. Yeah. So I'm, and that's essentially that. Really, what that that's what this comes down to. Yes. It doesn't come down Reach. to the, the cosmetics being good or bad or indifferent. I'm mm-hmm. sure they're great. Yeah. But it doesn't. Seven employees. I'm sure they're wonderful. That's one of the things that blew my mind. Seven yeah. employees. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, that means there's no way they're actually like researching anything or innovating anything or anything like that basically she has seven people around to make phone calls for her right, and right. Uh, go to the mall with her she outsources uh, that's a terrible thing to say <laughs> the mall you know what? <laughs> whatever a visa or wherever people go these days kanye's house yeah I kanye's house yeah you could go <laughs> getting her aston martin and drive around right right right, right. basically there you go. yeah that's what i'm that's what i meant to say Kids these days. Um, yeah, kids these days. Um, <laughs> you know, but so these seven people, are they really a dynamic group of uh, entrepreneurial business leaders? You know? Yeah, she's she's hired the brain she's, trust. Yeah, yeah. this, uh, I don't know. Creme de la creme. Yeah, I, I'm just curious, you know, and maybe I could be wrong. Maybe these are the best world-class mm. scientists and product you yeah. know mm-hmm. product people in the world yeah, could be and because that's what it takes to have a billion dollar company right. i mean unless you're facebook right right so. seven employees yeah and if that's the case we're doing this all wrong we are we need to i mean with only seven employees with a billion dollar company right i mean there's two of us yeah like if we could have a third of a billion three employees and a yeah. billion dollar company look my dog Maisie wants yeah in. i know she comes we'll over here it. and we right. have hack days i said it's i definitely feel a lawsuit coming on from Maisie right. because she's involved with some of the <laughs> right. decisions that we're she's making she's like the eduardo from facebook right she's <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's <laughs> it's raining outside and she's standing there she went to new york city yeah to get advertised yeah yeah i um yeah, strange, strange times we live in, Brian. But the, the fact that I mean, we've talked about before about how on the podcast about how Kylie Jenner has single handedly influenced the stock of yeah, Snap. Snapchat. Well, Snap, the parent yeah. company of Snapchat, mm-hmm. and I mean, it, people are paying for influencers. It's it's just a weird, and the, it, it feels like that time period in America, um, and this maybe this happened in other parts of the world but the only part that i'm familiar with is america is like mm-hmm. early 1900s late 1800s where hucksters would go around selling like medicine right. made from like goat nads you know mm-hmm. like literally like they would they they you know they, right. they, they have these crazy cures for these weird things that mm-hmm. were just fabricated yeah <clears throat> but they had these made-up credentials and they'd go around and convince people mm-hmm Feels kind of like that. Like, there's no qualification to being Kylie Jenner other than she's 
famous and she was born into a famous family and Mm -hmm. you know like my kids won the genetic lottery right um you know so it's just a weird time it is a weird time yeah and uh you know i i think that when you i don't know when you have forbes writing about you and saying and putting you i think they put her on the cover of some thing and yeah you know, youngest billionaire ever or whatever. I, I, it's strange. I mean, I think like, like you said with the Zuckerberg thing, that was like on paper you could do the math and that made yeah. sense because he has a, a commodity which is a stock. You it's know, publicly that, offered. That you could, you know, he could trade that in and, yeah. and have a billion dollars. Yeah. I don't know if she sold that company if it somebody would buy it for a billion dollars unless she was going to be with it somehow. Right. Like the only part of that company is her. Right. That's worth anything. Mm. Uh, and the seven employees. Yes. So, which are world class. So, tack uh, on twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. And well, okay, Glenn. Well, I guess we gotta we gotta change our focus from uh, gentlemen websites to gentlemen beard oils. Ooh. Yeah. I do love a good beard oil. The first billion dollar beard oil uh, company. Um, I don't know what episode this was, Brian, but we we featured Jim Carrey and his. His uh, his technique, his tactic, which is called uh, not visualization. Um, yeah, visualization. Visualization. Techniques. Yeah, where he, he he wrote a check to himself a, for a billion for ten million dollars. Yeah, and put it in his. I think it's ten million dollars. Yeah, something million? Like I don't remember something like yeah. that. Put it in his back pocket and looked at it every day and thought about this check for for ten or twenty million dollars, mm-hmm. and then eventually got that exact, um, nearly exact check for doing Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, or one of the Ace Venturas, one of his first movies. Yeah. <clears throat> You do this for the beard oil. We've said that's it right true. now. We've made it a public proclamation. That's right. That's, that's right. That's that's the a first key billion of- dollar beard oil company. What should we? What what do we have that could be different than other beard oil companies? Because there's a lot of them out there, and they're. I mean, what if Kylie Jenner spears up? You know, spins up a beard oil company. What do? Uh, what does Kylie Jenner's? Uh, was what do her cosmetics have that's different than any other cosmetics? I hear she tests them on animals. <laughs> We test them on humans. <laughs> We've got Patrick, the beard oil testing robot. That's what we got. We need the front of Patrick. <laughs> we don't need the. We've the got other anatomically side. correct right. beard oil. How does that feel, Patrick? Does it, you know? Yeah. Volume. It, it smells Even, nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Volume. Right. I feel good. All right, well, Glenn, uh, you're for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally for this. I'm against this. Uh, I also wanted to say 128 million followers. Do you think, how many of those do you think are actually really, really real? 28. 28. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gentleman has an Instagram account. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, it's popping. Yeah. We got all, I mean, I we've been re-insta-ing uh, a lot of Kylie's uh, makeup tips. So, yeah. yeah. Some beard oil tips. So, so follow back, Kylie. Yep. We're follow for follow, by the way. <laughs> you follow us, we follow you. So <laughs> it's a neat little setup we have right here. Right. Yeah. Tell your friends. Yeah. So uh, okay. Well, well, we'll be uh, looking forward to that. And no DMs, please. <laughs> please, no more DMs. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, I hope I hope Kylie Jenner does well. What's interesting is that uh, I'm sure she'll do fine. Um, but uh, what's interesting is that I feel worse about Forbes. After I do. This whole thing. Yeah. They look, they look bad. It's this not is a, not a, yeah, not good a good look. thing. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, if we had an anti-toast, I'd give that to Forbes. But right. Um, anyway, though they did feature gentlemen. That's true. So never made the cover though. No, we were close. Uh, but so that's maybe on I them. just have a maybe I just have an axe to grind with Forbes. That's right. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, that uh, means it's time for the final segment of the gentleman mm-hmm. podcast, which is the questions from the gentleman mailbag. And this mm-hmm. week, Glenn, um, it's I said this three podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. This is the last gasp of winter. Right. Here we on. We're we're well into the month of March, and yet it's quite cold outside. Yeah, it's about ten degrees outside right now in Kansas. Um, my question is, do you have any, uh, interesting winter weather related bad stories? I do, Brian. Things I have, have gone awry due to weird winter weather. When I, I feel like, so, you know, everybody's, it seems like every event that happens nowadays, mm-hmm. we're all kind of prisoners of the moment and we say, oh, this is the worst that's ever yeah. happened and yep. blah, blah. You can look back and it's. You know, this isn't a this isn't a critique on any you know global warming or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not making I'm not even <laughs> going there. But right. But but th- there have been a lot of recorded events in history, especially with weather, about how crazy it's been. And mm-hmm. my grandpa has some insane stories. And yeah. And just some winters <clears throat> have been brutal. And I think we kind of been uh, we we kind of got hit with a hard one that we at least in the Midwest we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And so, but I remember when I was a kid, in the early 90s, um, having a a few winters like this where we had a, a couple like really hard, lots of snow, lots of ice. I remember one time we had, and this will, I'll remember this one, just, I just have this, uh, you know, like when you're, you just have these vivid memories in your mind. When I was a kid, one Saturday morning, um, I was going to go to basketball practice. I was like in third grade, I think. You know, bitty basketball practice. I was so mm-hmm. excited because you get like one practice a week and then like right. a game on, let's say, mm-hmm. Wednesday night. So it's like, it's all amped up to go to practice at eight, nine yeah. o'clock in the morning. My dad's going to drive me. Well, the night before, it had sleeted, but it wasn't like sleet that you and I have. I mean, I've never seen this before, but it was sleet. It was like literally a half an inch of sleet and it was like crystal. It wasn't, I mean, it was just absolutely slick mm. and pure. And and so my dad had parked our van. We lived on this hill on like a cul-de-sac, and I parked the van on the street. And he was like, "Well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll try." And so like we like slip and slide over to the van and like try to get in. And it goes. He's like, "Actually, you stay out of the car for a little bit." Anyway, so he tried to get it. He couldn't even like move it and just started sliding down the hill. <laughs> oh man, it was so slick. And so, but I mean, literally, it was a half an inch of solid ice, hmm. and. I don't know. That was that was like my most point. Like, like I think we lost power. I think, right? You know, it caused a lot of problems in our tiny little city. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. What about you? Um, I don't. I, I was just thinking about that, and I was. I this this winter has really bugged the hell out of me. Like, <laughs> um, for some reason, uh, the like right around mid mid to late late February. Uh, I start to get a little bit tired of mm-hmm. winter weather, you know. I'm I'm ready for it to warm up. I'm mm-hmm. over it, you know. I always look forward to the winter, but then after you it's run its leg. course, yep. you know, it's time. It's mm-hmm. time to move on. But this year, for whatever reason, it hasn't gone away, you know. Uh, and when you were talking about that stuff, I was just remembering um, maybe 
gosh, I want to say 10 years ago or something like that, there were a couple winters where it never got cold. Mm. Yeah. You know? It was just the weirdest thing where it was like, it it got cold a couple nights. And then the rest of the time, it was like 40 degrees outside. Yeah. And it was just, and but then it'll be like this, where it's like, we've had tons of super cold weather. Like, yeah. And it's March and it's still, still cold outside. The only thing I ever had any problem with was losing power for three days one time. Whoa. But, you know, it was fine. It was, you know, we just, uh, I don't know. We just, I don't even remember what we did for eating and stuff like that. I can't recall. Uh, <laughs> I want to say, you know, well, the power went out. So, like, anything that was refrigerated wouldn't have been good. So, it's not like you couldn't go to a restaurant. I mean, it's not like you could go to restaurants. Right. So you're kind of stuck there. Yeah. I want to say maybe I ate stuff at my house for a day and then by then some of the some of the town had power and stuff like that and then it was okay to go out to some restaurants but not others i don't know were you a little kid or were you no this would have been you know 10 years ago so i would have been 15 (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, but uh so you weren't in lawrence yet no okay this is before that yeah um but uh but yeah, it's it's. But the, the the weird thing about that is just that we're so reliant now on all, all the stuff to, to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everything's mm-hmm. got to go right, or things get crazy quick, or it goes wrong. Yeah, and it gets it gets out of control quick, man. Like, if all of a sudden, power's out for several days, and there's you know there's not really a good way to get food or water. Right. You know what do you? <laughs> Right. What's I don't know. I don't know what would happen. People tend to kind of lose their minds over stuff pretty quickly. You ever seen Waterworld, Brian? <laughs> I lived it, Glenn. Nineteen eighty nine. That's right. <laughs> Brave new world. Uh, mm. No, I don't know. I, so I'm, I'm very fortunate. I mean, we 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 don't. I mean, I haven't had any major problems outside of a couple memorable times of having some ice storms and having power out and stuff like that. But nothing that's gone so awry that it's that memorable really. And I, I mean, I've always lived in cities, so it's not like we're isolated enough that anything really happens. I mean, power going out for a couple of days, that's about the extent of it that I've seen. There was a attack posted by, I think Zamoose. I'm trying to fact check this here. Uh, yeah, about a congressman who's like in his 90s now, who like lives in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, intentionally because he ha- he's off the grid, right? Okay. He's got solar. But he's a congressman? He was a former congressman. Oh, okay. He's a former congressman. And at the time of yeah. this article, it's like a five year old article, but at the time he was still like commuting into Washington, D.C. because mm. he's on a board of like an energy something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's convinced there's going to be like some big, you know, event catastrophic event where everybody loses power right and he's you know gonna be just fine because he's built this place with solar panels and batteries and water collection Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a sobering thought and but we are so reliant on power and Mm -hmm. and internet and um cheetos yeah that uh yeah it's 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 uh it's sobering yeah, it is. It's not a good way to end the podcast. That's no, for sure. it's not. I don't know why I brought it up. Well, it's yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that, uh, there's always that thing about preparedness and all those right. things, but I, there's Preppers, just yeah. Just, there's a line where you're taking it too far. It's like if everybody if if there's 
if there's a catastrophic event, we're all going down, right? And there's might be a few people who have spent like 20 years fortifying themselves with like yeah. canned food in the basement, mm-hmm. you know, water world basically. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I I don't know. You can't prepare for everything. Mm. In the day, you got to get kind of trusting humanity you know what you need to do mm-hmm. in a situation like that mm-hmm. i'm listening is you need to have something to barter with okay <laughs> so preparedness people mm-hmm. they're gonna have a bunch of soups mm-hmm. and all that crap mm-hmm. you know some bottles of water and everything right. like that you know right. so and maybe some guns and stuff like <laughs> sure that, you know sure, yeah. of course right but we know underground layers and things <laughs> like this great all you need is a box of Twinkies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Survive anything. That's right. Because, you know, it's all about the exchange rate. That's right. How much is a Twinkie worth in an apocalyptic situation? I mean, what? 50 cases of water? Here's what I would trade, Brian. I would trade Kylie Jenner's company <laughs> the for a box of Twinkies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> Who knows what the value is? Right. It, it could be a billion dollars. Yep. You keep your seven employees. Just give me your Instagram (laughs) account. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So you just need to have the right goods around, Mm -hmm. and you'll be fine. Because you can trade for whatever you need. Yeah. That's a good point, Brian. So the question is, what will everybody need when this catastrophic event goes down? I I put my money on Cheetos and Twinkies. Cheetos? Yeah, they last forever. Cheetos last forever. Yeah. And they're delicious. They're fantastic. Right. And they're barely food. And can but, you imagine the panic if somebody came up to you and said, they're not making Cheetos anymore. Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's, so that's the strategy. Hell in a handbasket when they're stopped making Cheetos. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've already stopped making Twinkies, right? Once. That but, didn't last very long. Okay, they're back in production, aren't yeah. they? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That didn't take long. See, I, I don't know. I, I hadn't there's heard they, they cranked the Twinkie stand. They cranked the, the machines back up, and there's always money in the I think, Twinkie stand. I think uh, <laughs> they, 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 they shut it down. Hostess was having problems, mm-hmm. and then I want to say somebody else bought it uh. and got everything going again. I don't know what this real story with that was, but it was never really in danger of not there not being Twinkies. I mean, so, it, so it's a Nintendo th- tactic, basically. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the story with it was. I think Hostess was having problems, so they sold it to somebody else and quickly got the little Twinkies Debbie back cranked up it back up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Twinkies. Um, so anyway, Glenn, the All right. best character too, like the the Twinkie yeah. with the spurs. Yeah, yeah the, the big cowboy old cowboy <laughs> Twinkie. Yes, <laughs> it's a great cartoon character. Yeah, he's great. He's great. <laughs> Got the lasso and the... Ooh, yeah. I think the sheriff's badge. I mean, it's just handkerchief. Uh, why? Why? I'll tell you why. Because it's the end of the podcast, yeah. Brian. That's right. Let's put a bow on this. Uh, well, on that note... <laughs> <laughs> this has been episode number 154 of the Gentleman Podcast. And what a fun one it was. Mm. Uh... Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. We will catch you next time for episode number 155. Uh, thank you. Good night. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>